0: Hello, this is Kishara Johnson, and you are listening to Undiscovered Worth, the podcast, a podcast where I have open and honest conversations with a variety of people about their lives and the things and events that bring meaning and depth to them. My hope for you is that this space provides you inspiration and the encouragement to curiously dive a little deeper into that which creates more connection and growth in your own life. I'm really happy that you're here, and I hope that you enjoy. Thank you. Hi there. I hope that you're doing well, as always. Um, In this episode, I get the chance to speak with a really dear friend of mine named Niara. Um, In this episode, we talk about making peace with our emotions. We also touch a bit on gender identity, as well as a little bit of capitalism and more. Um, Me and Niara met, I guess it's about six years ago now. It sounds crazy to say that. Um, In New York City, we were interning um, at an organization up there and have kept in contact ever since. She is near and dear to me, and I am so excited that you all get to listen in on um, this conversation. I also wanted to add that starting this past month, I started something called Five Minute Letters, which are essentially what I consider personal letters sent from me straight to your inbox every first and third Friday. Um, They include stories, bits of lessons learned, reminders for self-care and self-compassion, pretty much a bite-sized format of these podcasts. And they are less than five minute long reads, which is also awesome. Um, so if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, um, be sure to check out the show notes. I've included a link so that you can get subscribed and share with your friends and all of that stuff. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you went and rated and shared with your friends. Um, that way other people can discover this podcast as well. So with that being said, I hope that you enjoy this conversation with my friend, Niara. Okay. So, I'm committing this year to holding conversations with women about what it looks like to make peace, the ways that they've made peace with their lives, within their lives, either recently or in the past. Um, And so I've really wanted to talk to you because I've just always admired you. Even when we met at Do Something, I said, I hope she stays in my life for a real long time. (laughs)
1: that means so much to me thanks that means so much to me like I think that you are such a like definition of just like black queen goddess like I think that you are so spectacular and I like look up to you so much so the fact that you're like I would like to hear about your experience I'm
0: like
1: okay All oh my right. gosh <laughs> I'm not saying girl so like you are
0: <laughs> I'm like getting teary just in my right eye <laughs>
1: just it's just the one just the single um but yeah oh gosh woo, making <laughs> I too have been in therapy yeah and there's
0: been
1: a lot of that I do want to I do want to start just like for I guess your listeners established I don't know in case anyone else can see themselves in my identity I do I I I heard the term recently, it's non binary woman of color, and I like really identify with that. I look like a woman for people that can't see me like, I got boobs, I got hips, I don't shy away from them, but I consider myself gender fluid, she, they pronouns. Um, and that figuring that out and going to with that was a whole journey. Um, so I just like to. I guess mention mentioned that from the top because it took me a long time to figure out. And a lot of that was because I wasn't seeing anyone that remained like, quote unquote, woman adjacent that was labeling themselves that way. So, you know, I try to, for anyone that might look kind of like me or be somewhat confused or not have heard the word gender fluid and is like, oh, wait, okay, let me look into that. I would try to, you know, establish it from the job.
0: Can you tell people a little bit about yourself? I should probably start um, with that. I'll always jump in, like everybody knows you, but
1: everyone, everyone in the whole world knows me forever. Um, all right. Oh wow, where to start? My name is Miara Perry. I guess let's start with the start with the base facts. Um, I I wear many hats in my life, and I am constantly kind of cycling through them. Um, right now. Some really important hats to me are poet. I have a book of poetry called "Morning a Stranger. Um, that is the poetry I wrote in processing George Floyd and all the racial violence of the summer of 2020. Um, and I'm very beginning stages of working on my second book. Um, I am a diversity, equity and inclusion professional. I'm currently between employers. And honestly, like, really enjoying it. Like, sometimes I stress that I'm not more stressed. And I know that I'm really lucky that, like, you know, I, I have been able to set myself up in my life that I can take this break. But this is the first real step outside of capitalism. And the, the, you go to school and then you go to another school and then you get a job. And then da, 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 da. this is the first step outside of that that I think I've ever taken. And it is even just on a personal level, astounding how much you can like I didn't realize how much st- my brain space that I was taking, taking up. And now like the personal growth and the personal healing is just like taking off because I have all this space left. So I'm like in the in the least crappy sense of the word, like a bum right now. <laughs> um and working on a um Software as a service, idea with a friend, nowhere near launching. Um, but that's, you know, another thing that I do with my free time. Um, so, really, hi, I'm Niara, and I'm just trying to create a reality that doesn't feel like it sucks every morning at the core of it.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. I, mm, first of all, I think that. For anyone who's listening to this and who loves poetry or who doesn't your book, I'm not someone who reads a bunch of poetry, but your book was beautiful. And so I think that I will definitely make sure that that's linked so that people can go and purchase. Thank Um, you so
1: much.
0: I think when I, I think i reached out to you and I told you, it felt like it basically just felt like a book of all of the words that I didn't have for the last two years and like, I'm so, I'm that, hearing that
1: means the world to me because like that, that is what it is. Like some of those poems, I'm not even convinced that I wrote, like, I think spirit just kind of like came through and was like, take the pen, take the pen and put it on the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that is really hard to watch. And you know, like majority of our history, as we all know, is very like racially charged and racially violent and racially traumatic. And like, I think that our generation is kind of the first one to really have this space on a personal level to be like, okay, what is going on? Like we have had so many movements for the community and, and like you know, the, the 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 Civil Rights Act and um, the Americans with Disabilities Act. Like we've had so much that pushes us forward, but like on an individual, on an interpersonal level, like I think that a lot of us are just starting to process not only our own trauma, but like how does that trauma connect to our parents' trauma, connect to their parents' trauma? it's a lot and it's hard and there's no roadmap. And there's, n- because we're the first generation, like there's not really, it's just all of us trying to like hold hands and figure it out together. There's not really that, like s- that external structure to look at. So if my book can serve as even like a little baby inkling of, of grounding or community or, or anything of the sort of the sort. Um, I'm, I'm, always so grateful and and just honored to to hold that space for anyone
0: yeah I I think that when I read it it made me realize that I hadn't done a lot of the processing like I hadn't it's almost like everything's on fire (laughs) but you (laughs) yeah Yeah. whatever comes next yes you just kind of have to keep going so that you also mm-hmm. don't get set ablaze, you know, but you don't, Yeah, it's like the last two years, I haven't had time to like sit with feelings about George Floyd or anyone else who's, who's also, you know, been murdered. And I haven't had time to like process the pandemic. Um, like even a few weeks ago, I like was listening to an old episode of a podcast that I had discovered. And it was a lady talking about how she became a nurse. Like she was always a nurse, but she went back so she could do COVID vaccinations. So she's like, Oh, I've been doing the COVID vaccinations. And I like in my chest was like thinking about like what that felt like in that moment to like go and get mine, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And so all that to say it, reading your book, helped me kind of start the process of actually processing what I had experienced. And um, like, sometimes I had to like put it down because it was like, you don't want to feel like, I'm very, I'm an avoidant personality. People would not know that if they didn't really know me. But if I can avoid conflict with other people and with myself, I will avoid at all costs. So I will do anything that I have to. I'll go clean. I'll go outside and look at squirrels just so I can avoid. So like there were times I had to sit and like put your book down, but I always felt like it was a kind of like that friend holding your hand. Like, come on, let's let's do this together type of thing.
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) A, it was, and as your listeners may not know, but you are a contributor to the book as well. So it's like, you're holding hands,
0: (laughs) too. In the very smallest sense, I was super, like, I was really honored that you wanted to include that photo in that book. Um, But I was also like, oh, man, I don't know. (laughs) I was a little bit shocked, but I was very, like, felt so honored to even have, like, the tiniest little bit of space. It had, that picture had, like, a
1: huge impact on the look of the book and stuff, actually, because that was the first, that was the first photo that I chose. So uh, for your listeners, there's three parts to the book, and each section has a photo at the start, and the very first um, part, chapter, whatever you want to call it, um, is one of Kashara's very moving photos. Like the, I was on your website, like, Oh, I wonder if there's anything. And I saw that and was like that one. (laughs) And this idea of the hands and somehow like having so much emotion and so much story and so much identity behind just this, like on the surface, like simple photo of like hands, but you captured so much in, in it. And that is why the other two like, uh, chapter photos are hands. Um, it's part of why I chose like hands for the cover it really like it started a, a, a thread
0: well that is amazing <laughs> I <have> No idea
1: <laughs> yeah no you like you you done impacted some stuff <laughs> can we curse on here is there curse yes, absolutely okay cool just just checking because I caught myself and then I was like do I need to do that
0: no 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 filter <laughs> okay cool shit fuck damn <laughs> So yeah, so I wanted to ask you recently or in the past, what is something that you've made peace with? It sounds so big and
1: like so big, but like myself, like, mm-hmm. or I guess more, I guess more specifically my emotions. Um, I have... I, I think for all of us, this pandemic has been a big time of transition. This year, this past year has been a really big time of transition and identity realizations and just one after the other after the other. Um, and I have learned in a way that I'm honestly really proud of myself for, to be like, to to remember like, okay, these emotions are valid. These emotions are not permanent. And realizing that a lot of the panic that I felt when I was trying to deal with the emotions by like distracting myself and moving away from them was this panic over what I thought the emotions were going to feel like. And a lot of times when I could just sit and be like, okay, this is just, this is going to happen and we're just, we're going to survive it. Like physically we are going to survive this feeling. It's often a lot less panic inducing than the actual process of running away don't get me wrong it's uncomfortable like it's not a fun thing to do but of the two options uh, most of the time I prefer honestly to just like let it happen and it's it's done wonders over the past few months um still practice, still something I remind myself about life is in adulting is still really hard. It makes me cry sometimes, but it, it has changed the way I relate to myself. It has changed the way that I am able to move through the world. It has opened up a door to be able to way more clearly interact with like my inner child and understand what she needs which then makes it easier to like take care of myself and listen to what I need and and trust that I can meet my own needs. Um, yeah. So I would say making all of that to say, making peace with my emotions and like their existence has been huge over the last, the last year.
0: Was there like one defining thing that got you to this place of working towards that or is it just kind of a culmination of things
1: the the biggest moment that i remember is actually around my around my gender identity <clears throat> um i like just figured this out and like was able to put the label of gender fluid to it not even a year ago it was um april of last year of 2021 but I had been toying with, IID. like, I can still remember the first time that I drunk texted a friend and was like, what if, and then just continue to, like, push it under the rug for, it was, like, five years yeah. that I just, under the rug, under the rug, don't need to deal with it, don't need to deal with it. And I would think about it, and I would feel so confused. And then i would be like, but, you know, she, they, so, like, even if there is they, it don't matter, like, I'm just going to leave it. And Finally, my brain one day was just like, Nope, now we have to deal with it. And I started having like crippling anxiety for two weeks straight, just every day. And I couldn't figure it out. And I couldn't figure out what the word was. And I didn't see anyone that looked like me. And it was just like, It was scary. It was scary. And I didn't know how to manage my anxiety because I didn't know how to fix the problem and like all of this kind of stuff. And one day I just happened to like go to this, um, like EFT session, um, tapping it's around like moving energy and as like a self-regulation kind of thing. It's been really helpful for me. Um, but someone was guiding it for me and they just like uttered the word like gender fluid. And I came out of that session and was like, that's it. You're right. I'm gender fluid. That's it. And immediately immediately I felt all the anxiety wash away and it was kind of this thing where like I witnessed how for those five years and then really like really up close for those two weeks I was just continually fighting my emotions fighting what I could like feel bubbling in my gut um I was just like I was honestly fighting my truth and trying to make it fit this one specific look and mold and vocabulary and all this kind of stuff and like witnessing just how quickly like that anxiety flipped Mm -hmm. when I just said okay this feels right I may not know anyone else that uses this label the way that I do or I may not see this everywhere or maybe I still have more to 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 unpack and figure out but I know in this moment that gender fluid feels calm in my body and that's what I'm going to go with and ever since then it's been little pieces of chipping away at like what am I doing because of expectation and what am I doing because of my actual feelings and really starting to learn (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) really starting to like learn and figure out how to just like like I said, create my own reality and say like everything from my job to my friendships, to my relationships say like, Oh, this doesn't have to look one way and looking like really starting to like look inward for that guidance and yeah, I feel like I've gotten off topic of the question, but oh no, this is the, going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been. That that's kind of like what kickstarted um, from recognizing my my gender identity and there's it's hard, <laughs> it's hard and it's confusing, but that's what kicked it all off. And I'm still exploring and learning how to, you know, I call it the council in my head, like listen to the council and, and, and participate in the council meetings and like, take a second from like, if I'm having a difficult conversation and being like, hold on, I, I literally like, I need to listen to the council and give me a second mm-hmm. and like, be like, okay, who's that? okay, we got some anger. Okay. Who's behind the anger? Like, oh, there's, there's fear. Oh, we've got some excitement. Like really just like sitting there and be like, okay guys. So I hear what all of you are saying. This is what I'm coming to the table with. This is what I want to talk about. Or like, you know, anxiety, I see you, I hear you. I know you're trying to protect us, but what if we tried to protect me in this way? And like really getting into it, like this, this Uh, odd juxtaposition or not juxtaposition but like simultaneous truth of like being like okay let's get into it and like talk to these emotions and really like interact with them and then also this like I am not my emotion like simultaneously knowing like I am not my emotions which makes it a lot easier to sit at a table with them instead of trying to like I don't know wrangle everyone from every part of my body like understanding that my emotions are important and they shape me and like they are worth listening to and and giving space, but also that like, that's not my end all be all that's not permanent. Those two, those two realities have been huge. Mm -hmm. And I put that into practice like every
0: day lately. (laughs) That is so good. So I don't call them the council i call them the committee i'm cute and so but it sounds like you've got a really good working relationship with your council because my committee is like negative self talk negative self talk and i'm like i have to ask myself at what point did i let the door open for them to come in so yeah. i'm still working through that what one thing that has been very helpful is i've recently kind of Started exploring Buddhism, Buddhist principles and teachings and things like that. And so I recently read, I think it's Vich Nat Khan talked about it, but basically you're like not treating yourself like in like a battlefield. Right. You know, like there's no good or not emotions or bad emotions. It's just, it's all neutral.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's my new, like, I agree. I don't know when I
1: started doing that, but it is what it is. (laughs)
0: Um, It's still a work in progress of me being able to sit with emotions. Like, you seem like you've got a really good practice of it. Only recently have I kind of started sitting in silence to listen. Um, It's not silent a lot of the time. I'll tell you that. (laughs) It's not silent. Well, that's kind of the only way I can... like I said, therapy has helped me kind of self-soothe and regulate and, like, the, like be able to logically look at my emotions and figure out where they come from and, like, how they shape my behavior. But as far as being able to recognize them as like, it'll leave, like, it it's here, but, and it can stay for a little while, and that's fine, and it can go, I'm still working through that, and I really, like, kind of, in the last, maybe few months, I've started working on, like, sitting in silence with them, um, so I think you're, yeah, I think that what you're talking about is really, really, like, amazing, and I'm super happy for you. I guess my next question would be, um, okay, I'm curious, because, is it, because I'm still learning, so is it, I'm trying to determine, should I take out the part where I said I've been interviewing women? Because if you're gender fluid, how does that fit in? It's,
1: I'm fine. I, because like, as long as you leave in the part of me being like, I want to explain like, yes, I'm woman adjacent, but like, here's my truth. I'm fine. If you leave in, um, the women comment, um, You know, but I think it's gonna be like on a person by person basis. Like, if someone that's gender fluid is like, no, that's fine, because like I said, like I recognize that my experience is still that of a a black woman. Mm -hmm. Like, I get called ma'am, I get called miss on the street. People are like, say, excuse me, it's a nice lady. Like, there are a lot of days where I walk through the world as a woman because no one's going to take the time to stop me and be like excuse me before I help you or before I do it like do any kind of interaction with you like what's your gender like that doesn't happen so I recognize that I still do get a very black woman experience um what I forget who I was listening to but they were like we call it your like your gym gender Like Mm -hmm. at the, at the front desk at the gym, what are they going to say? They're not going to like have a whole discussion. Um, and you know, I accept that I embrace that. I I'm not like against the concept of, of womanhood, especially black womanhood. Mm -hmm. I just know that that doesn't sit perfectly within me, like within my entity Day after day after day after day. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine if you leave woman in there. Um, I I know it's all nuanced.
0: Yeah, I think I'll probably leave this part in there because I'm sure that there will be other people who hear. Yeah, this is a good conversation to have. Because I'm so down for it all yeah. the time. Okay, because now can we kind of dive into this? Because I'm. Yeah. What was the part? of the last five years that made you the most anxious was it not knowing that there was a word for it or was it or was it something else
1: it was not knowing what that like what that 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 difference was like I was actually talking to one of my oldest friends about it the other day because like I would have these moments when I would work up the courage to like ask questions that were like have you ever just wondered like I don't know like what your chest would look like without boobs, or like what it would be like to have facial hair. And I would ask these to like trusted women in my life. I never got like a bad response, but it was always very like, no, I I have not ever. That has not crossed my mind. And so you know, these these five years of being like Well, let's be honest, more than that, but like having at least something to focus on to be like, okay, but where's the disconnect? Like what what is what is me that is not them, Um, especially with, you know, womanhood, gender, all of it is so hard to define. And like there's no one definition for a woman. And especially now, it's like we're like females as a whole are tend to be like taking back their own power and being like, I will live how I want to, and like you're gonna sit over there. So then it's like, okay, so am I just a woman and I just want like I want to be special. Like what what is what is what is happening in my head? Um and it was that feeling of and it's it's a feeling I've always been working with and I'm still working with to like figure out in multiple parts of my life, but this concept of like, why do I feel just on the outskirts? Like, why do I feel like I'm walking through this community, this world, this society in like a glass box with like a speaker? Like I can see everyone and I can interact with everyone and I can like be, you can see me in the photos, but I just feel like there's something that I'm like coming up against and that feeling is crappy <laughs> like that like i at least for me i like to know what's going on i like information i like data i like words <laughs> that's the poetry so like to have this piece of myself that i couldn't articulate and i wasn't seeing reflected anywhere else i think it would have been a lot easier if i had seen if i had probably if i had seen more like queer people of color growing up And then maybe I would have just settled into like, okay, so I'm just queer POC and like, this is what that looks like. And that's fine. But I wasn't seeing that. Um, And, you know, I grew up in a PW in a primarily white institution. And then I went to college at a, a primarily white institution. And it was just like, I'm not seeing myself. There's this piece of me that I am not seeing anywhere. And like, is there something wrong with me? Is that what it is? Is there something wrong with me? And I think that's where the anxiety and the like, not wanting, just like brushing it under the rug came from is just like, don't rock the boat. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's something, don't rock the boat. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it to light. Just live with it. You're living with it fine. You're thriving. You're doing fine. And so it wasn't until I had that like, my brain telling me, like, no, we're going to deal with this. I'm going to put you on your ass until we deal with it. That I wasn't, you know, I wasn't thriving. I wasn't um, living the life, able to live the life that I wanted to without addressing it. Um, and that's honestly, <laughs> that's kind of how I came out of the closet with my sexuality, too. It was a long time of just like, oh, we'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. Under the rug it goes. <laughs> Um I wouldn't suggest that approach if you are in a safe space to explore it. Um I know that you know not everyone has that luxury of like having safe people around them to discuss it with, but if you do like I could have I could have bypassed like 10 15 years of confusion and discomfort and trying to fit into like this one box over here. <sighs> Just lean into it if you have a safe space to do it in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How has, what's been the reaction from like your family and friends at what, what is your family? Like, are they like conservative or?
1: I've been really lucky that my, my family as a whole, but it's by my like direct family, especially is really supportive. And they're open to learning. Um, my dad actually, it was one of the most like touching memories that I have with him. I don't know if he knows this, but I had like repeated something back to him that he had said, and he was like, oh my God, you listen. He was like, cause you know, like I listen, like the stuff that I've learned about gender from you. And I'm like, oh, okay. So sweet. You listen, like, okay. Um, So, you know, my family is not super knowledgeable off the bat but they're open to learning and they're kind of just like you're not as long as you're not hurting anyone you're not hurting yourself you know you're happy you're healthy go off Mm -hmm. um so I've been really lucky in in that way that like once I figured it out it wasn't like um I have I just it was like oh my god y'all I got it. I got it. I figured it out. Like, that's how I told my mom and my aunt. And like, I told my dad and was like, I don't know how to, um, how do I, mm, where do I start? Let me just, and I finally said, and he was like, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say something was wrong. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like that kind of reaction. Um, but I also, I also like have diagnosed anxiety. So overthinking is my specialty and I love to make a good mountain out of a molehill, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, my family has been really supportive. And I I like to be, so if any of your listeners want to find me on Instagram and reach out or whatever, like this shit is hard and I know it's hard. And like, if you need a like queer big sister or like a queer fungal or something, like, you can reach out, we can like, you can bounce ideas off me or just like talk it out or just ask questions. Like I, one of my least favorite things about capitalism about our society is how individualistic we've, like we are forced to be mm-hmm. um, cause that's not how humans are meant to thrive. Like, so, you know, as long as people come to me with respect I'm, I'm happy to be in community and try and like break that lie that they told us that like you're supposed to figure it out and do it all and like be able to handle it all on your own, especially without any goddamn represent- rep- representation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard to get out.
0: <laughs> so one of my questions is, um, I guess I'm curious. I was actually, I'm always super excited. People like quit workplaces and, and just because my husband's done that before I've done that before we just quit and we just kind of rest. Cause most people, they graduate, they're left with this like ton of debt. So they don't even have time to try to figure out what's the next step. And if you quit your job or lose your job, you don't have time to just like rest, especially um, not
1: with the way our health insurance is set up. Oh, I have fury cried multiple times just about the health insurance system.
0: Yeah, that, that is a whole thing in itself. Honestly, I've had a whole thought about if we had universal healthcare, how like they think that people quitting their jobs is insane right now. I can't even imagine how many would quit their jobs if healthcare was universal. That's the only reason I think a ton of people are keeping their jobs right now. Yeah.
1: That was a big reason that I kept yeah. my job for as long as I did. And like I think it's it's just another way to like force you to stay in the machine. Cause I've seen numbers that suggest that it's, it would be ch- cheaper as a country for us to have universal healthcare, even just the like, um, administrative costs
0: alone. Astronomical. What did quitting your job do for you? Cause it sounds like it's universal been really Health. amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was having, I was having at least a panic attack a week. I was crying over like everything. I didn't have space in my psyche to do anything, but like work and like watch TV and sleep. So all of my creative endeavors, whether they're like amateur and just for my own health or they're like, I'm building something got put on this by the end of it, I gotten put on this hold by accident because I just, I couldn't create anything. I didn't have anything left in my cup to like water ideas and things like that. Um, and since quitting my job, I've, I've realized just how important like some outlet of creativity is for my being. And like, looking back, I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Why it would impact me so much. Like, even if it's me learning a tiktok dance or like making a 30 second tiktok video when i'm like feeling crappy really helps me because it's just this like i created something
0: mm.
1: i created something where there wasn't something before being able to like a recognizing that like the mental state that i'm in right now is not sustainable and i am going on the same cyclical roller coaster over and over was really hard and was really huge and took a lot of talking and therapy and I almost quit my job multiple times. And then I would be like, Oh, but it's okay now. Like it's bearable. And then it would get back again. And I'd be like, well, I could have been so much closer to finding another, another position. Um, and yeah, it just, it got to this point where I was like, even if I don't have something lined up, like I was lucky enough that my company had recently been acquired. So I got a a, little, not a huge, but like a nice chunk of change from that. So I could like have mental space to be like, okay, if I quit, I'm not like out of house and home tomorrow. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: and it was a relief, like just the way it was another one of those moments where like the way that my anxiety turned around from when I put in my two weeks, not even from when I left just from putting in my two weeks, my anxiety, went from like an average, like waking up and just having like an eight to sitting at like a three maybe during the day and stuff like that. Um, It just, it was a really hard decision because it goes against everything that we're told by like society as a whole, but then also being from a family of color. And, you know, my, my mom grew up in poverty. So like, you don't do that she was supported with the decision because she could see how much it was tearing me apart but it was like you know there were times where I could tell that like her being like no you'll we'll figure it out and it was just like her being like this is what needs to be said I'm not sure what my child is doing but like I trust the process like that kind of thing um but yeah it was it was a necessity it was a necessity um you know, sometimes I wish that I have found another source of income um, already, like that I had already, like, could kind of get the ball rolling on that. Um, but regardless of good days, bad days, unexpected expenses, <laughs> sometimes feeling like I don't have a direction and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Having days where I'm like, I know exactly what I'm doing and this and this and this and this and this and it like all that range every inch of that that mental expanse i have never doubted the decision to leave my job and like that's that on prioritizing yourself
0: i love it um well i guess to end this what i'm very thankful for this conversation um so a lot of the Things I'm passionate about is living on our own terms and writing our stories for ourselves and recording them and in, in whatever capacity, whether that's making art or whatever. So if I were to present you this sentence, finish it for me. Um, okay. Living on my own, own terms means blank. Hmm.
1: Give me a second. Oh, that's good.
0: Okay. Living on my
1: own terms means walking hand in hand with my inner child. Yeah, finally like giving her the space and the voice to help to help make decisions. Um, I guess that would be my inner voice, but yeah, that's at least at this point in my journey, that's what it means. I love it, thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me on. I I like love our conversations. If you want to just call me and be like, I have this theoretical thought, would you like to discuss it? The answer is yes.
0: If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general, I would love to hear from you and to know what part resonated. This podcast is literally rooted in connecting with people and that includes you as the listener get in touch you can email me at kashara at kashara that's k-a-s-h-a-r-a or you can find me on instagram and twitter at kashara underscore johnson thanks so much for listening talk soon